0: We hope by listening to our podcast, it will make each day you live on Earth a little easier to understand. And now for today's podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. I'm very happy that you're here today and listening because this is a show that is going to be one that I know is near and dear to my heart. We're going to be talking about our loved ones who have made their transition to the afterlife and ways that we can still continue to communicate with them. So as some of you know, Mike and I are continuing to work on a documentary about after-death communication, and we are getting closer to the end. We have about four more people to interview, and then we will be in the editing room, and hopefully we'll be bringing you an after-death documentary, an after-death communication documentary, either next year or in 2024, whichever happens first, we'll see. So my guest today is Louise Hamlin, and she lost her husband pretty suddenly a few years ago. She was pretty grief-stricken and then was amazed to find more and more signs from her husband, including extraordinary WhatsApps. Now, if you've never heard of that app before, Louise is going to tell you about it. She also wrote a book called WhatsApps from Heaven. And the signs that she was receiving from her husband when he was in spirit completely changed her understanding of life and death. And she felt compelled to write this book. So I'm very excited to hear more about her, her signs and her communication with her, her husband. And uh, I am hoping that by the end of this conversation, if you're a little bit of a skeptic, you might believe a little bit more that we can definitely communicate with our loved ones who are in spirit and on the other side. So Louise, thank you very much for
1: being here on the Path 11 podcast. Well, thank you very much for having me, April. And I'm delighted to be here. I really am. Yeah. So you've
0: had, you know, quite an interesting life. You know, when I've read about you, you've done many different things. And you also explained that you and your husband were kind of more of the analytical mind, right? So kind of venturing into maybe the spirit world and this type of communication and proof of afterlife might have been
1: not particularly on your radar. Is that safe to say? Oh, totally safe to say. My husband and I were both lawyers and, you know, very orthodox, if you like, in our worldviews. And lawyers are analytical, can, can be a bit sort of Black and white, and need the evidence before they will actually proceed with an argument. And before my husband Patrick died, we we did talk about the possibility of there being an afterlife. We neither of us totally discounted it. We thought there might be, but we thought it was very unlikely. And so, very sadly. Patrick died. And I didn't really expect that his spirit would have survived. But on the other hand, I really wanted it to have survived. And so I did start consulting mediums just to see whether there was a possibility. and consulted some rather impressive mediums. And I was thinking, golly, well, you know that what they're saying does sound just like Patrick. But I wasn't totally persuaded. And then I started getting these signs. And again, I was really, really good at deciding that something was a coincidence or or just an accident or hadn't even really happened. I was very good at that. And the signs kept on coming and kept on coming. Eventually, I had a particular sign, a WhatsApp, and I thought, there's no other explanation. Patrick must be alive in spirit. And yeah, and I, I read the book because I just completely changed my worldview and i wanted to tell people about it
0: yeah and i i know that i had read too that when you were reading books about you know grieving and the afterlife you weren't really feeling like some of those books were touching upon what you really needed so you wanted to write something that hopefully could help people who are grieving and make it maybe a little more personal and you know just maybe a little less clinical than maybe some of the books that you were reading i'm not sure but
1: yes i mean i I did read a lot of books and I read a lot of books about grief and the bereavement process. But all the books I found tended to be written by so-called experts who were sort of looking in from the outside. And what I would have liked was to read people's personal experiences. Um, I think that bereavement is different for everybody. Grief is different for everybody, but there are an awful lot of parallels and similarities between someone's grief and someone else's grief. And I wanted to know how people had felt and how they had navigated the feelings and how they had sort of progressed through the bereavement process. I didn't find that book when I needed it. So again, my book is hopefully filling that void, yeah, so let's let's have you share the story about this
0: extraordinary experience with the whatsapp, and as you said before we hit record that some people in the states may not know what that app is, or we don't use it very often, so why don't you explain your WhatsApp and how it works and what actually happened what you when you opened it one day and saw something? That was there that you couldn't have or you know that you possibly did not put into this app that it had to be patrick
1: yes certainly i mean as you will have realized from my accent i'm in england and in the uk people everybody uses whatsapp it's an app to send messages a texting app if you like and what's distinctive about it is you can also create WhatsApp groups. And so lots of people in the UK have family groups and you can then post comments and photos on the group and everybody just in the family group will see what you've posted. And so yeah, WhatsApp is a very, very popular app here in the UK. Well, what happened was I had I had seen some other possible signs. There had been some strange things going on with feathers and lights, for example, but I'd managed to dismiss them all. And then one day I came into the house and I'd left my phone in the kitchen while I'd been out. While I'd been out, the house had been empty and locked up and completely silent i hadn't left the radio on or anything came back in picked up my phone and found that my phone had opened itself onto <coughs> whatsapp and actually onto the messaging section to send a message to maria and in the message box there were words and words and words and some were proper words and some were gobbledygook and I couldn't make sense of it at all. And I was about to delete it all. I was pretty really perplexed. I couldn't work out how all these words had appeared on my phone. But I decided, you know, I'd delete it all. And then I thought, hmm, actually I will send it to Maria. And Maria was a medium whom I had consulted. A lovely down-to-earth woman, a wife and mother, and she did a little bit of mediumship just for a, a very little amount of money. She, she wasn't really doing it for money at all. She was doing it because she had this ability and she wanted to share it. And I had, I had met her previously and had had some WhatsApps with her. So I sent this, all this gobbledygook to Maria and said, what do you think? And, um, she replied, I have no idea, Louise. So that was that. And then the next day, she sent me a WhatsApp and said, Hey, Louise, look what I have found on my phone, all ready to send to you. And there was a a sort of a short paragraph on her phone, and some of it was gobbledygook. But three times it said in it, darling, it's me. And it said some other things. It said Valentine's Day 2019, which had been Valentine's Day shortly before he died. And lilies from the fifth way, which I didn't understand. But I was quite taken aback by the repetition of darling, it's me. And Patrick always called me, darling. And Maria said, you know, I think this must be from Patrick. And I thought, well, it is very weird. Very, very weird. But really, could he really manipulate WhatsApp? And so I guess that sort of 95% of me was persuaded. And 5% of me thought, well, of course, Maria could have made all this up. Right. And I, I didn't think she had, because mm-hmm. why would she have done And She was a, a lovely, lovely woman. But that seemed just as likely as that it was from Patrick. Anyway, this carried on. She kept on getting, finding on her phone, these strange messages to send to me, or actually... What began to happen was the messages would come pinging into my inbox from her phone, so I would then oh, watch her and say, "Hey Maria, did you send this?" And and she would say, "Well, no, no, nothing to do with me at all." So this carried on for a little bit. I think Patrick was really having to try hard. I was a very hard nut to crack, and finally. In in the August, I know exactly when it was, the 6th of August, 2019, I was walking with my dog on a common in London. And I got back to my son's house where I was staying. And the phone had been in my pocket, in my jacket. And I pulled the phone out of my jacket. And the phone said, the screen said, you have created two new WhatsApp groups, one called Hamlin's, one called Hamlin family, one consisting of Patrick, his daughter, and you, and one consisting of Patrick and you. And I looked at this screen on my phone and I thought, no, I haven't done that. I wouldn't actually have known how to do it. And it said that I had created these two groups at six minutes past eleven in the morning. And I knew that I had been walking on the common with the phone in my pocket at six minutes past eleven. And so I stared and stared at it. And I thought, my goodness me, it must be Patrick. And it was an earth shattering moment for me. And then I showed my son, my son's a lawyer, and not really ready to give credence to anything like this, so he spent a lot of time working out how it could have happened, and in the end he said, Do "You know what, ma'am? It must have been Patrick. There is absolutely no other explanation mm. and And that was when I realized. Patrick is alive in spirit and was sending me all these messages. And it was wonderful and so concerning. Yeah. And now wasn't that day, wasn't it your daughter's birthday as well? It was. And and I think that the fact that he made one WhatsApp group, including her, was a birthday present for her to tell her that he was alive in spirit. And she, of course, WhatsApp me immediately saying, hey, Louise, I've just been notified that you've created a group with daddy and me. Yeah. Why did you do that? (laughs) So I had to WhatsApp back saying, no, I promise you, I did not do it. I think it was your father giving you a birthday present. Wow. Now,
0: when your son was kind of investigating and trying to find every possible way, the WhatsApp app can't do this on its own, like recognize that, OK, you know, this is your WhatsApp and these are the people in your family and create a group,
1: a group room. No, for No, no, there is no way it can do it. And, and to create a, a, a group is actually a little bit of a cumbersome procedure. So. It can't it couldn't have happened accidentally with my phone tickling in my pocket. It could not have somehow happened with WhatsApp deciding it would be a good idea to create these groups. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And and what I think is really funny is Patrick wouldn't have known how to create a WhatsApp group when he was alive in, in body. <laughs> mm. So with this, did this
0: lead you into any more investigation or study on how spirits can use like electronic devices to communicate? Like, were you looking for more proof for yourself to see, you know, does this happen to other people? Because, I mean, I know in some of the research I've done that Because when, you know, we're in spirit and we are energy, we're energy even when we're in the physical body. But when we're out of the physical body, it's easy to be able to use electricity like you had mentioned before with the lights turning on and off. You know, our cell phones now that we use them all the time are a great, great way for them to communicate. But I was wondering, did you go into more investigation of how this could be possible at all and trying to gather some more proof for yourself that this happens?
1: Yes, I did. Didn't really need any more proof because I just thought that that was total proof itself and that it went straight to my phone. There was no intermediary involved. It was just, you Patrick and me, if you like. But I did obviously start reading around this whole area of electronic communication. And it does seem to me that the spirit's world is very clever at keeping up with the latest technology And uh, there is quite a lot of evidence out there for emails having come from spirit. And uh, I, I read about somebody and she had received a phone call from her husband who had died. And it was very, very strange to her, but you know, it was absolutely his voice and everything. And so she tried to call back the number that the call had come from and discovered that it was a a non-existent number. Mm -hmm. And there's quite a lot of evidence with stuff like that. I haven't actually come across anybody who's had WhatsApps before, but you know, I expect it's happening. Right. And I bet after our interview and people listening to
0: it, you might be surprised there might be people out there that are going to email you and tell you their WhatsApp story. And, you know, I I can only imagine you're probably not the only one, but it's great that you're out there talking about it and writing a book about it, maybe to allow people, you know, just the freedom to talk about this more, because I find, you know, in this research that sometimes the challenge is sharing these stories and not feeling like you're crazy. Right, or like who will believe me, or should I
1: even say this out loud that this is happening? Oh, April, I found this such a lot. And when I was really deep in my grief, I would talk to other people who were bereaved. And you know, eventually, I might say, sort of rather casually, Oh, have you had any signs? And do you know? More than half of the people I spoke to would then say yes, and they would then describe their signs to me. And most of them then said, "But I've never told anybody. I didn't want to seem crazy." Right. And so, yeah. And so I thought I'm going to put my head above the parapet and say, "Look, I was a a a, res, a respectable, respected lawyer, and this." happened to me and this is what i now believe
0: yeah so you know i find the topic very interesting we like you had heard me say in the very beginning of our podcast we're creating a documentary around this so you know with the research that i've been doing and the people that i've been speaking to it's really interesting how there are many common signs that our loved ones will give us when they're in spirit but the other thing that i've noticed too is similar to what patrick did for you And especially for those of us in the physical that are still here that might be a little skeptical or need that hard evidence, that they will somehow find a way that will give their loved one, like without a shadow of a doubt sign, you know, especially the ones who are like say, okay, well, it could be this. Maybe it's just a coincidence. I don't know. Is it really Patrick? But, you know, is going through something that you use, it sounds like, on the regular, you know, you're opening your phone, you're using it. And yes. in ways that it's really hard to find any other explanation for.
1: Totally, And, you know, the first signs that he sent were things like lights going on and off and and feathers. And now I realize that they were all signs. But if you're very skeptical, you know, it's very easy to discount these things. Yeah. May I, May I tell you about... Another sign that he sent, which was absolutely incontrovertible. I would love to. I would love to hear it. Yes, please do. Well, this is a playing card. And I was playing a game called Bridge with three friends. And when you play Bridge, you use two packs of cards. You use one pack for the first round and then you alternate the packs. So we played the first round with the red cards. Then we played around with the blue cards, and then we were starting with the red cards again. And my friend dealt, and she was a card short. But we knew that the pack was complete because we'd already played a hand with it. So we thought she must have misdealt, so we counted our cards. No, no, nobody had an extra card, so we thought that was a bit odd, but- Maybe the card had somehow fallen off the table. So, you know, we looked on our laps and we looked on the floor and we started looking more and more seriously. and We couldn't understand it because we knew the missing card had been there. We could not find it anywhere. And then one of my friends who knew about the signs from Patrick said, You know, well, I bet this is something from Patrick. I bet it's a heart. Let's see what it is. So, we looked, and it was the nine of hearts that was missing. And so, my friend said to me, "Oh, is is that significant?" And I said, "Well, no. I mean, if it had been the queen of hearts or the ace of hearts, but no, the nine seems a bit random. Anyway." We went and got a new pack of cards and carried on playing, but we were all very, very puzzled by this. And a couple of days later, I told a friend about it, and this friend does tarot, and she said, oh, Louise, the nine of hearts, that's like the nine of cups in tarot, and that is the most beautiful and loving card in the whole pack. It's It means really, really deep eternal love. And I just, I felt like crying. I was so sort of overjoyed and moved by this. And of course, what's really funny is, again, Patrick wouldn't have known anything about tarot before he died. Right, right. And did you guys ever find the card? Did the card ever show up anywhere? Do you know, two years later, Oh my god. <laughs> yep. The card suddenly reappeared. And uh, it was extraordinary. And it <clears throat> and we had scoured that room and we had cleaned that room many times in the intervening 2 years and suddenly it reappeared. So, yep. And did it
0: reappear in the deck like it was finally in the deck?
1: No. It reappeared under a piece of furniture under the ottoman and it had not been there i mean that ottoman had been pulled out lots of times then it had not been there and then the ottoman was pulled out because somebody was going to hoover under it for me and there and there it was you know she came right, louise 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 look look i mean she she knew that it disappeared and there it was wow as large as life just you know sitting there so yeah It was very, very weird. Yeah, weird, but cool, you know. You know, I'm
0: curious to know, because I know, know, you know, with a sudden death, it can be quite shocking, you know, and really, I mean, death in itself can turn our worlds upside down and, you know, really is a shock, I think, you know, to the system and just life itself and a lot of contemplation. I'm curious to know, how did these signs maybe help the grief that you were going through, the bereavement process, was it helpful? Did you find it comforting? Is there anything about these experiences that helped some of the of the shock and the devastation?
1: Yes, it all helped a huge amount for me now to know, as I do, that Patrick is still alive in spirit and that he's still around and still loves me is immeasurably comforting it really is and i often sort of feel him around me but before i had these definite signs i thought oh this is just wishful thinking Mm -hmm. and now when i feel him around me i think yeah yeah his his spirit is here and and it's lovely and i can talk to him and know that he's hearing me. In fact, the last WhatsApp that he sent me, and this came after I'd written the book and it had been published, he he sent this WhatsApp saying, I can hear you, darling. Please hear me. And that that was very, very moving. That's amazing. And when you were saying with
0: the text, when it opened up that there was like some gibberish and stuff in there. Yes. It kind of reminds me sometimes if I'm doing a text message on my phone and I forget to like close the microphone down, that it'll kind of pull words that it can barely hear that I'm talking about and kind of write them, but in no sequential order. So, you know, when you were saying that I was thinking about him in spirit trying to speak into probably the microphone of the phone to be able to get it to type these these words but do you feel like with this last whatsapp that you just shared is he getting better with this
1: communication is there less i mean yes he he is getting better i mean in fact the please in that last communication please hear me was actually p-m-e-a-s-e so please hear me but you know it was obviously please really and i think yes i think that he has got much more accurate. I don't know whether he's speaking into it or using some sort of keyboard, virtual keyboard. I don't know. Don't know. But certainly he got a a lot better at it over a year or two. Yeah. Wow. There was another
0: story that actually validated something for me that I had an experience with and it was, I'm just looking at my notes here. It was when you had shared an example of, I believe he went, you went to a couple of different mediums and two mediums had said without knowing that the other had said this, that
1: he was with Picasso. I know, I mean, this was weird. It was really weird. And in fact, it, it wasn't even a medium the first time. It was somebody I'd gone to for some healing But she was also a bit psychic and everything. And amongst the things that she said, because she said, oh, I can feel him here. And and she said, oh, he tells me he's hanging out with Picasso. And I thought, well, that's random. And I did, when I got home, write it down because I just wrote down everything. I kept a very comprehensive journal. And, you know, it helped me to write it all down and everything. And then... It was a, a, probably a couple of months later, and I was with somebody else completely different. And again, I'd gone to him for healing. And again, he was sort of psychic and a bit of a medium. And he suddenly said, oh, did Patrick like art? And I said, well, yes, he did. He liked art very much. And in fact, one of his hobbies was dealing in art. And he was very, very good at buying art. And very, very bad at selling it. So, you know, nest- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've still got all these pictures, um, leaning against walls. And I said, Why do you ask? And he said, Well, I mean, Patrick's here, and he's just told me he's hanging out with Picasso. And I mean, isn't that weird? And nobody else has ever been name checked at all uh, by anybody. And there was these two things about him hanging out with Picasso, and I'm quite sure that you know he would have loved hanging out with Picasso.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. So a client of mine had made her transition, and I was checking in on her, you know, on the other side, and you know, using some of my abilities to bring her family some messages. And my client loved, loved music, loved musicians. I mean, music was such a huge part of her life. And when I was like checking in with her spirit, I saw her surrounded by like all the crates that had passed. You know, she was like with Joni Mitchell and Jimi Hendrix. And and I know I've been told that when we make our transition, that spirit will use images or things that will bring us comfort to help us to transition in an easier way. So it made sense to me that she was greeted in the afterlife pretty immediately with all of these amazing performers and singers. And even to this day, I was thinking, gosh, did I make this up? Is it really possible? You know, could like spirit really bring, you know, these these famous people to her because I know that would bring her at ease. She'd be like, oh, this is a party now, you know. But when I read your example about the Picasso and knowing that Patrick liked art, I was thinking, well, gosh, this reminds me of, you know, when I saw my client surrounded by all of these dead musicians, (laughs) but it just brought her so much peace and and comfort. And I had shared that with her daughter. And I'm like, you know, this is going to sound really weird, but I see your mom like hanging out with all the musicians and they were all there to greet her, to bring her over to also help make the transition, you know, just an, an easy one. So that was really, I don't know, in some way hearing that story kind of validated a little bit of my experience that, you know, some of these more well-known people that have walked the earth can probably show up to help us when we're on the other side or we can meet them or tap into their energy as well.
1: How extraordinary. And yes, I mean, I hadn't really thought of it in, in those terms. I mean, I had just thought, well, okay. I've had two people telling me he's hanging out with Picasso, which means I think that he is, but it hadn't occurred to me that maybe Spirit had somehow arranged for Picasso to meet him. And yes, he would have been delighted, absolutely delighted to meet him. Yeah. So now that you've written
0: this book and you've kind of outed yourself of all of these experiences, what has the reaction been? Have you now been a person that people come to with their stories? Or, you know, has it provided a little more comfort or hope to your children? So I'd just love to hear what it's been like since publishing it. Well,
1: I certainly hope that the book has given comfort and help to people who are bereaved. And on my website, which is www.louisehamlin.com, I invite people to email it with their stories, And I've had a lot of emails from people who have heard me talking, read my book. And, you know, there are so many examples out there of how spirit has worked in such an incredibly thoughtful and careful way to let people know that there's an afterlife. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I love I love getting all these stories. And, you know, I've entered into correspondence with some of the people who read my book. And so if you're hearing this and, and you've had experiences, I, I would love you to contact me via my website. And I think you need to take that one step further,
0: because if you are collecting these stories, there's another book there for you.
1: Maybe there is April. Maybe there is.
0: Because I think, you know, how can you also use that analytical mind of yours, you know, and here now you're collecting data. I guess I am. You're collecting data, you're doing research. And in some ways, I really feel like the world needs people like you. We need this information out there to show that the veil between us and the spirit world is not very far away. And that, you know, I feel more and more like, you know, my other business partner, Mike and I, who the two of us that make the documentaries, I really feel like all of our projects are always guided by spirit. So I feel like spirit wants us to talk about this more, is giving us more proof, is, you know, collecting these stories. So I think I'm just going to plant that seed around you and maybe you'll water it. But I feel like there's probably a little something more to the fact that you're open to receiving stories because not every author, not every writer says, please write in and tell me the story, you know, tell me your story. But the fact that you have this background, you have this ability to be analytical and, and research and, you know, probably organize things very well. Spirit might be giving you a task to do something with that information. So I'm just going to put that right there for you. And whatever you decide to
1: do, you'll do with it. Well, thank you. And I certainly felt that, well, I felt it was Patrick who wanted me to write the book. And I found it very easy. And I had no problem at all finding a publisher. I mean, it every door that I just knocked against opened wide. And I'm sure that that was spirit making Absolutely. it happen. And yes, I I would like this sort of realization that there is an afterlife to become part of the common discourse and for it not to be rather side- sidelined as something that only natters are interested in. I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. I think we're going to get there. And I
0: think it's through, you know, more of the exposure of this topic, getting more people to talk about it, allowing it to be just common day conversation and not so much like sitting around the campfire telling ghost stories, you know, but it's just something that we're regularly sharing and talking about. So I just want to thank you so much for writing this book, for coming on our show. And you already mentioned your website. It's LouiseHamlin.com. And people can purchase their books from there, anywhere else that they can find
1: the book? Oh, Amazon or order it from any bookshop. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much again for being here today. I hope you
0: all found some comfort in hearing Louise's stories. And they were beautiful and would highly recommend getting the book for more of what she has in there. And if you have a story, share it with her, because I want to put her to work. I want her to collect all your stories. And I want her to write another book. So let's make this happen for her. All right, everyone. Thank you, Louise. Thank you very, very much. Thank you. And thank you all so much for listening. I hope you're having a great day. And I will talk to you all again soon with another guest. Take care, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. If you haven't already, please subscribe and rate and review the Path 11 podcast in Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, this podcast is made possible by our sponsor, Path 11 TV. Visit path11tv.com to start a seven-day free trial of exclusive video content on consciousness, healing, and life after death. That's path11tv.com and be sure to use coupon code PODCAST30 to take 30% off your annual membership. Start satisfying your spiritual curiosity with a membership to PEP11TV today. Bye for now.